Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. But this is not any episode of FML Talk. Yes, it is a solo episode because it is the first episode of a month, but it is September 6th, which means we just celebrated motherfucking September 4th. And I wanted to give you guys an old school type of episode where I'm going to lay some fucking therapy on your asses. So sit back, grab a fucking cocktail, your journal, your notepads. We're getting into the nitty fucking gritty tonight. And welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. Have you gotten a chapter 6 yet? <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Happy September 4th, bitches. It is officially the month that I celebrate. And I think this is really important because so often we go through traumatic experiences, heartbreaks, shitty stuff that life throws at us, and we shy away from reclaiming that for ourselves. How many times have you experienced something where you're like, oh, I don't want to go to this specific place because... My ex and I went there and I have PTSD from it and blah, blah, blah. Or I need to make sure I plan something really smart and fun on this specific date because it brings up a lot of bad memories because something bad happened on it. Like we've all done it. I'm here to tell you that's not the way. (laughs) It's not the way to go about life and to go about restructuring your mental mind frame around that shit. I got married on September 4th, 2015. It was an epic wedding. I still look back on it and I'm like, I produced the shit out of that day. Nothing went fucking wrong. Ask anyone that went in attendance. It was one of the most fucking fun epic weddings they have been to until I had my second one, obviously. But Regardless, it was a fucking rad day. We had just cast the male lead epically wrong. And then, as you know from reading Eat, Pray, FML, I was invited to go on a month-long romantic trip to Italy that left on September 4th. So 
in my mind at the time, I'm like, obviously, universe. Yes, I hear I see the signs like this is my soulmate, like September 4th. Got it. <laughs> like epic. Psych, bitch. No, actually, this is the day that you are going to embark on a life changing solo trip to figure your shit out, heal your motherfucking heart and learn how to love yourself. So I decided instead of using September 4th to be like, this was the day that I got married the first time, which ended in fucking flames and shambles. And then this was the day that I left on a trip where I was completely fucking heartbroken. It became the day for me that I chose to reclaim my power and make that shit a goddamn holiday. Because that's exactly what it was. Like, thank God I went on that trip. Thank God I followed all of the signs to book that and like take that leap. Like, thank God my life ended up where it is now. I would do it 10 times over to be sitting right where the fuck I am preaching all of this to you. So whatever it is, whether it's a day that someone in your life has wronged you, if it's a location, if it's like a death that has happened in your life, look at that day as a way that you can reframe that and celebrate it. It will serve you so much in the long run. If there's a specific place that's coming up for you when I talk about this, where you're like, oh, yeah, it would be that place. Like, I'm never going back there again. Go back. Go back and like redefine it and reclaim it. You guys have seen the picture of me flicking off the camera holding a copy of Eat, Pray, FML at the same waterfall in Maui where I was proposed to. Like, do not let people ruin places, dates. Like, that is an opportunity for you to reclaim that shit and redefine it. So on that note, Happy motherfucking September 4th. I hope you guys all celebrated properly. If you didn't and you're like, oh shit, Gabrielle, I didn't know I was supposed to celebrate September 4th, celebrate this week. It's totally fine. All of September. It's the month of the Eat, Pray, FML trip. You have from now until October 4th to celebrate some shit. <laughs> okay? I have been doing a lot of interviews recently where a similar theme has been coming up. And so I wanted to do an old school solo episode focusing around that so that when I get all these DMs from people, I just have a specific episode I can send them to <laughs> be like, here, here's this solo episode, go fix your life. It's been a similar theme that has been coming up in people asking me in my DMs and writing into the show and questions that I'm getting on other people's podcasts when I go on as a guest. And I think, I know we have talked about it in other episodes and touched on it before, but A, it bears repeating and B, it deserved a full ass episode so we can really dive deeper into all of it. What is this magical topic you're talking about, Gabrielle? I would love to tell you, FMLers. We are going to talk today about owning your shit, taking accountability in order to create what you want in your life. Let's go to the very, very beginning. Whether you are consistently attracting partners that are cheating on you or you are consistently being fired from your jobs, or you are 
consistently finding yourself in friendships where you don't feel really valued. Whatever it is, I want you to look at your life and say, where is there a pattern? Where is there something that is continuously happening to me more than once? If it happens more than once, it's a pattern, okay? We are going to be talking about recognizing those patterns and how you can be a detective in your own life to know what you need to fix and heal and work on so that you can start attracting better shit. Let me use myself as an example (laughs) because you all know my story so well. I lost my dad pretty traumatically when I was six years old. Walked in, found him dead on the floor from a heart attack. You know the story. That was the first moment where my little six-year-old girl was like, when I love people, they die. And that belief in me at the core of it is fear of abandonment. I'm scared that when I love someone, they're going to die, fear of abandonment. I then, when I was 18, lost my high school sweetheart in a car accident, second man I really loved. When I love someone, they die, fear of abandonment. So that was reinstilled in me. Okay. Are you with me? (laughs) I was walking around with a subconscious belief that the men in my life were going to abandon me one way or another, whether that was by legitimately dying or leaving me in some capacity. When you have a subconscious belief, it's almost like you're driving the car, but it's on autopilot. And what's really driving the car, unbeknownst to you, who's just like sitting in the driver's seat, humming along to your favorite jam, is that subconscious belief. And it's unknowingly to you attracting things into your life that are going to prove that belief to be correct. So I was strolling around life, just being like, all right, let's find a good man in my life. Let's really like find a healthy, awesome relationship. And who did I attract? But this gem of a human named Daniel, who everyone was like, oh, it's finally someone she doesn't need to fix. And this is it. They're going to get married. And like, what a wonderful relationship and blah, 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 blah. On the surface, it all looked good. But My subconscious was hard at work looking out for someone who was going to abandon me so that my brain could be like, see, see this thing that we know that we've been taught that when I love someone, they leave and fear of abandonment, see, 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 that shit's fucking true. That's all your brain wants to do is prove itself correct. So I attracted Daniel into my life who abandoned me in obviously one of the most heinous ways possible and disrespected my body and our marriage and the vows that we took and left and abandoned in a very specific type of way. Okay. And the universe was like, Hey, Gabrielle, (laughs) are we ready to go heal that shit? And I was like, no, no, bitch, I'm good. Yo, Javier. (laughs) And because I was not willing to take accountability and look at the facts that I had attracted Daniel for some reason. I just chalked it up to what a fucking dick, what an asshole. He's a cheater. No one saw this coming. Let's move right along. That was my first mistake. 
instead of being like, where's the fucking lesson in this? Why did I attract this person? Because relationships are mirrors. Okay. Whether they're healthy, unhealthy, friendship, like romantic relationship, family dynamic, every relationship you have in your life that you attract into your life is a mirror for you. Look into that fucking mirror and really question what am I supposed to get from this relationship? What am I supposed to see? What are they bringing up in me? What can I fix within myself that is really the reason why this relationship is in my life on my end? Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. So I did not do that. I quickly attracted Javier into my life. I mean, if you look at the the facts of it, it's almost laughable. Almost. <laughs> he literally abandoned me 48 hours before we were getting on a plane on a trip that he invited me and convinced me to go on. Like the universe was like, okay, clearly this bitch needs it to be spelled out a little fucking clearer. So we're not just going to give her a cheating husband. We're going to like have him literally be like, psych, just kidding. Two days before I got to go. You're abandoned. We're done. <laughs> like really smack her in the fucking face with it. And I had to step back and be like, okay, clearly this is a fucking pattern. I'm not just like walking around with shit luck being like, woe is me. This sucks. Like luck of the draw. No, like what in me is attracting men that are going to abandon me? Oh, it's the fucking fear I have been living with since I was a six year old little girl. When I love someone, they leave fear of abandonment. It all tracks like a fucking blueprint, you guys. So when people DM me and they're like, I just like every guy I date is a narcissist. Every guy I date is an asshole. Every guy I date cheats on me. That sucks. I'm really sorry. None of that you deserve, first and foremost. However, 
there is something within you that is attracting those people into your life. Do you want to go cry about it and continue to attract those people? Or do you want to look within yourself, point the finger back at yourself and be like, what the fuck is this about? I don't want this bullshit anymore. What do I need to fix and get into alignment to attract some better fucking people? We have to be able to take accountability for the shit we are attracting into our life. There is always a lesson. There is always a reason. But Gabrielle, I'm tired of the fucking lessons. Yeah, bitch, me too. Me fucking too. (laughs) You're tired of the lessons? Then start fucking paying attention to them. After the last lesson, did you go and do the work and do the detective work and discover what the fuck those lessons were and really go within and start to heal the shit that it was bringing up? Or did you go fuck another lesson? Okay, let's go find. (laughs) Thank you next. Because that's not it. When these things happen, you have to be like, okay, what is this trying to show me that I need to fix and heal for me? It was very clearly fear of abandonment, fear of being alone. What did I do? Got on a fucking plane, went to Europe, had a ridiculous, insanely healing solo trip and figured out A, how to be by myself, B, how to love myself and C, how to heal that fear of abandonment. Does that mean I came back and I'm like, I'm fucking like pristinely healed and everything's great. No worries. That fear of abandonment's just gone after 20 plus years of carrying that shit with me. No, obviously not. You guys read the fucking sequel, but it was a really big start. And once I discovered that piece of I'm never truly abandoned because I will never abandon myself. Who did I attract? This uh, magical unicorn we all know as Tyler into my life? Yeah, that's the things that happen once you fix your shit. Was I ready to attract someone like that? Fuck no. I was like, this can't be it. (laughs) Run the other way. But I still attracted someone who was never going to abandon me. Okay, so do you see how this works? There's a pattern in your life recognize the fucking pattern, identify it, recognize it, and then take accountability for it. Again, this doesn't mean you deserve what is happening to you. doesn't mean that you deserve the shit that's going on, but you have to recognize it and take accountability for the fact that something within you deep down in your fucking subconscious is attracting this in your life to teach you a lesson to wake you up and to make you heal some shit. So how do I do that, Gabrielle? (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if I just like sat down and gave you the answer and I was like, here's the full on like step by step guide into how you fix that shit and like go off, be free, and you never need any more therapy in the rest of your life. I wish I could give that to you, y'all. However, Everyone is on an entirely different journey and there is no fucking golden key to figuring that shit out. Although I will never not recommend a solo trip for the soul. But once you've identified this pattern, it's about being a detective in where is the belief that is the through line of this. So for me, it was, okay, these men keep abandoning me in different ways that led to fear of abandonment. 
that's like a very clear example. If people are continuously cheating on you, what's the through line in that? Is it I'm not worthy or did you watch your, you know, parental figures go through something like that and you picked that up as a little girl as men do this to me, that means they love me because you saw mom and dad model that for you? Like, what's the belief that tracks with the pattern that you have found? That's the first step. The Fuck Off I'm Healing journal is a really good place to start if you're like, how the fuck do I discover what that is? That's why I wrote that journal. It is a step-by-step guide to help you uncover that type of shit. It like really will break down thought onioning for you and figuring out what I refer to as the origin experience, which is really like the first moment you picked up this belief that has now been running your fucking life. And if you're sitting here listening to this episode with your jaw open going, oh my God, this is the thing that's been like fucking my shit up for so many years. I've been there. It's okay. And welcome to the fucking party. Your life's about to change. When you can go and start recognizing the patterns in your life, and this is not just about relationships. This is about like if you're constantly trying to bring more money into your life and it's just not happening and you're getting fired from your jobs or like you keep getting hit with fucking shit bills the second you get ahead. Like you have a belief around money that is holding that away from you. Do you want to change that? then find the fucking pattern, take accountability for it, and figure out what the belief is so that you can start to fix it. Okay, we've figured out the belief. How do we fix it, Gabrielle? This actually is a more step-by-step way that I can that I can give you good info on. So you've found what the belief is. We're going to stay with my example of the fear of abandonment. I have found that I have a fear of abandonment and therefore have been attracting men into my life that are going to abandon me. How the fuck do I fix that? I'm going to write out a timeline of my life of every time I have felt abandoned. So six years old when I lost my dad, 18 years old when I lost my high school sweetheart. I'm sure there were some like weird shit relationships in between all of these (laughs) that we that'll come up when I'm like writing them down and journaling about them. Obviously, my ex-husband, Javier, like I'm going to write in a timeline all of those circumstances and I'm going to pair them with what age I was when they happened to me. So then I am going to you can do this different ways. You can do this just in a quiet space by yourself and you can talk out loud. You can do this talking in your mind's eye. You can do this in a meditation. You can do this in many, many different capacities. You can do this in therapy. You can do a past life regression. Like there's a zillion ways you can do this, but you're going to go back to those ages and talk to yourself as that age to help redefine that belief. So what what does that look like? My first age of abandonment was six, six years old. So I'm going to, however I find is the most helpful, go back and talk to my six-year-old little self. I grew up as Gabby. I didn't change. I didn't decide I was going to be called Gabrielle until I was 18. So I'm going to go talk to six-year-old little Gabby and be like, hey, dude, 
I am so sorry that you went through such a traumatic experience and had to find dad in that way. And I'm so sorry that you felt that him leaving had anything to do with you. It didn't. He wasn't choosing to abandon you, even though that's what it felt like. It was his time to go. That's part of life. And it had nothing to do with you. And he really would want you to know how much he loves you and that he's still with you all the time and that he by no means abandoned you. And you know what? You never have to be worried about other people abandoning you because I always have your back and I will never abandon you. So even when people leave in our lives, I'm going to be there for you. So you never really have to be that worried. Okay? Talk to the different ages that you experienced this pattern around. Now, are you going to do this once and be like, cool, I'm healed. Great. Let's go. No, like this is something that you're going to continuously work on. And anytime something comes up in your life where you feel triggered by this specific belief that you have now uncovered, you're going to get quiet and be like, okay, which age is being triggered right now? Is this that six-year-old little girl that like feels like dad's going to up and die on her? or Is it the 28-year-old who found out her husband was banging a 19-year-old? Who do we need to go have a chat with? Because all of those versions, you guys, every age you've ever been up until now, all of those versions are living within you still. I know this is getting a little woo-woo for some of you, but like if you've been listening to this show long enough, like what do you expect? (laughs) All of those versions are living inside of you. So If you're hitting a wall with something you're trying to create in your life and you're like, fuck, dude, like I've I've done all the shit that I need to do. Like I've I'm really well prepared. I've like put all this effort in. Like, why is this not working out for me? Chances are there's a little you somewhere in there that's like, fuck you. We are not going there. (laughs) So if my six year old little self is inside going, "Mm mm-mm. We're not going to attract someone who's going to come into our life and like be amazing and be older and have all the qualities you want because he's going to die. Like, absolutely not. Like, danger, danger. Back away, back away. Do you see how that works? So me consciously at the age I'm at now could be walking around going, why am I not attracting the relationship that I am so clearly trying to manifest? And like, I'm very like, clear about what I want, like, where is it? But if the little six year old me inside is going, fuck you, bitch, no, because then they're gonna die. And it's gonna be trauma. And I've been there. And like, I'm gonna protect you. Mm -mm. So we have to timeline out all the different stages in our life that we picked up this belief to really go back and heal that. And we do that by talking to them and loving them and showing them that it's time and okay and safe to let that go. The other thing I really love about looking at relationships as mirrors is that when 
it, when and if they end and shit hits the fan and it becomes one of those lessons that we're all so fucking tired of. It gives what you've gone through purpose if you choose to look at it in the right way, if you choose to be a detective in your life. So when I went through the infidelity and the divorce, like I could have sat around and been like, what a fucking asshole. I can't believe he did this to me. This is so fucked up. Woe is me. Like just shit luck and like, you know, shit happens and that's just part of life. No, that's so fucking like where what's in that for me in that mindset? Like that's just giving me a giant pile of shit. And my mom always says, if there is lots and lots of shit around you, there is a pony somewhere. Find the motherfucking pony. <laughs> okay. If you are in your life and it just feels like one thing after another is like constantly happening and you're like, when am I going to catch a fucking break? Whenever my friends come to me and say that they're dealing with something like this, I end up smiling because I'm like, look, dude, whenever all the shit starts hitting the fan, that means you're getting really close to like a big breakthrough. And that's the universe's way of clearing a bunch of shit out so that you can receive whatever you've been trying to manifest or what you've been working on attracting or some really big fucking blessing. So when you look at relationships as mirrors and are trying to be a detective within your own life, it's really saying, okay, what are the lessons here that I can take forward with me, but also like, why did I attract this in the first place? Like, what was the main? And sometimes there's one big fucking lesson and goal. And one time, sometimes there's many. Find out what that is. So that instead of, oh, what an asshole he cheated. I can't believe he did this to me. Like, now what do I do moving forward? Blah, 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 blah. No, it was okay. Why did I attract? Daniel into my life? What was the purpose that he played? He showed me so much in what I deserve, in how to get very fucking clear on how important my career is to me and how I will never let someone try to take that away from me. He really showed me that despite all of the bullshit that we went through, how incredibly fucking strong I am. And at the core of all of it showed me that I deserve to not be abandoned and was a perfect mirror for me to be able to recognize that abandonment fear and decide to go heal it. Same with Javier. I mean, it literally if you write out the timeline of my life, you're like, oh, of course she had to go through the cheating and the divorce and the heartbreak with Javier and then go to the do the Europe trip and write the books and start the podcast. Like, of course she had to do all of that because like, look where it led. It's textbook. So when you can look at relationships in this way and frame it in this way, it becomes a lot less of like, fuck, this sucks. And now I'm heartbroken and blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, OK, yeah, but find the reasons find the reasons and really be able to walk away from that situation going, 
there is a list of shit I just learned. There is a list of shit that I just fixed about myself. And what you can do intermittently while you're in that state of like needing to pick yourself back up again, needing to feel better about whatever you're dealing with, about the heartbreak, about the loss, about whatever it may be, you turn back to your self-love cocktail. Gonna keep preaching it because that brought me out of the biggest depression I had ever been in. Write down the motherfucking shit that makes your soul fucking happy. Again, this can be things like meditating, going to the gym, eating healthy. Does any of that make me feel good in the fucking moment? No, obviously. Who wants to be running on the fucking treadmill for God knows how long? But does it make my mental health feel better in the long run? Will I wake up the next day and the next week feeling better because I did those things? Yes. So they're on my cocktail list. What else can be on your cocktail list? Shit that makes you feel good in the fucking moment. If that's ordering sushi and watching trashy reality TV, that's also on your list. Whatever's going to make your soul happy, being in nature, going on solo trips, walking on the beach, like whatever the fuck it is, put that shit on your list and start giving yourself those things every single day. That is loving yourself. So when you have tracked the pattern in your life and you're like, fuck, this is exactly what Gabrielle was talking about. There's a motherfucking pattern that's running my life. So there's obviously a subconscious belief. How do we fix that? What are we going to do? What are our action steps? You're going to identify what that pattern is. You are going to look back at your life as a timeline and figure out where you picked that shit up and what the belief is. What's the belief that's the through line of the pattern? that you identify with. Once you have that belief, timeline out all of the moments in your life where you experienced that belief and that belief was like, ding, ding, ding. Yep. I was this age and this happened. I was this age and this happened. This person showed it to me. This experience showed it to me. Timeline out every time you experienced that belief and what age you were. Get quiet and go talk to those ages within yourself and help them start to heal that. While you're doing all this, you're going to commit to doing your self-love cocktail daily, period. While you're doing this, see, we've got our, our timeline. We're talking to our little selves inside us, whether that's your little girl or your little boy or your little person. You're talking to your little self. You're doing your self-love cocktail. And you are taking accountability for the fact that you attracted this into your life for some reason. I promise you, this will change your life. Well, Gabrielle, that's a very big statement. Yeah, bitch, I said it. This will change your fucking life. If you commit to doing it and showing up for yourself and stop sitting in the fucking corner having a pity party about Andrew who cheated on you again even though you saw every motherfucking red flag months ago. <laughs> I love you. Don't you love when I come on here and I'm like fucking like tough love, bitch? This will change your life. I promise. But you have to show up for yourself. You have to recognize it and you have to take accountability for it. Again, that does not mean you deserve any of the bullshit that is happening to you. It simply means your subconscious picked up a belief at some point in your life and it is now running the fucking show and it's time to take the goddamn reins back. Whoo! 
this will be the episode that I just fucking I'm going to get DMs about like, what do I do about this? Can you like advise me on this? I need help. And can you give me your advice on this? And I'm just going to send this fucking link. That is why I wanted to do this solo episode. I hope that this resonated with you guys in some way. Again, if the woo-woo stuff is kind of new to you, the self-love healing journal is a really good place to start because it's very just like me holding your hand and walking you through how to like undo a bunch of the stuff and bring some of this stuff up to the surface. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it signed on eatprayfml.com. Trust me, that is a good place to start. <sighs> okay, everybody. It's about that time, my favorite time of solo episodes. We are going to jump into your FML stories. Here we go. Hi, Gabrielle. I want to keep this brief, but I have so much to share. I've gone through a lot the past six years. Please be patient. My 10-year relationship that turned into a marriage with two kids ended in an emotional affair gone too long with a coworker on his part. It could have ended here, but it's been six years. At this point, kind of on the other side, I just want to say that it didn't have to take six years. My learning preference has always been the hard way, unfortunately, and it took a good final shake from the universe to wake me the fuck up. In a nutshell, after years of all the shit, I ended up having an abortion. He maybe wanted to get back together. He loved me and all that jazz, but he made it clear that that morning, a few weeks ago, that we were definitely not going to have another child right now. Without having to go into it all, what I want people to know is that I could have woken up on day one or day 60 or even a thousand. But six years later, that was a choice. Whoo! One of many bad decisions. And if I had this content when I was in my shit, it maybe would have saved me some time and heartache and money, probably along with who knows what else. My integrity, my self-esteem, my health, my relationships, credibility, I mean all of it. I'm rebuilding right now. We all have to do it, but it's a choice to decide on what foundation you want to rebuild on. Preach, girl. A little shit or a complete pile of shit on fire. <laughs> if I go back, it would have been a little step on dog poo the moment I knew he wasn't choosing me and I needed to choose myself. Thank you for all that you share so vulnerably and straight to the fucking point and raw and honest with a sprinkle of tough love. I swear to God, I don't pick these before these shows. I love how they always fit so perfectly into the episode we're doing. Even your tone, Miss Stone, is on key and so incredibly helpful. Oh my God, girl. Thank you for this submission. This is great. I'm so sorry that you went through that. I am so sorry that it took so long to learn those fucking lessons that were so clearly there. And I'm so proud of you for now being able to take accountability and see what those lessons were to now move forward and choose you. Because let's go back to the reference, guys. When there is a large, fat, steaming pile of shit in your life, it's not just there because someone dropped a deuce and kept on walking. There's a motherfucking pony somewhere. So go out, find the goddamn pony, and reclaim your fucking power. 
I love you guys so much. Happy September 4th month. Happy Eat, Pray, FML month. Thank you for being here on this wild and crazy fucking journey with me. I love you so dearly. And I hope this episode gave you what you needed. I will see you all next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatprayfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.